Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow. And on today's pod, we review the Foot Birthday promo. We discuss whether we think leaks help or hinder the community and more. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. Right, let's get into the podcast. Today we have three returning guests. So our first returning guest is King Lampard. King Lampard, welcome back to the podcast. Cheers, Bristol, for having me. Second returning guest is simply DGR. Diego, welcome back. Good to be here as always. And our third returning guest is Mark for Trader Mark. Welcome back. Thank you. Pleasure as always, Max. Today, guys, we're going to start with the review of Foot Birthday. Again, Foot Birthday, I think, was a very highly anticipated promo. And I think for the most part, I lived up to the expectations of people, probably smashed it. For me personally, I loved the addition of the SPCs every single day. And I think a lot of people did like that too. Although I know some of them might have been kind of unevenly priced compared to other ones, but I think for the most part, they were very well received. I want to start with you first, King Lampard. What have you made of the foot birthday promo as a whole? Now we're kind of nearing the end of it. Yeah, it's it's been good so far, in my opinion. Um, I remember I can't remember who I think it was was a in a few weeks ago that just just give us content, give us content every day, just give us so much content that we can choose and what we want to do. Because there was a stage there where in FIFA we were just getting minimal content, so it felt like you had to do everything. Whereas now we have so much we don't know what to do with it um, and i feel that's the way that we sh- it should be kept and um, where it's, okay yeah you can argue is a watered down content um just a constant flow of content makes it interesting to see like obviously with the daily spcs we can pick and choose what we want to do um all that kind of stuff like it's been it's been good like the teams have been in my opinion they've been good um a lot of a lot of very usable cards like i'm looking at my team now at the moment and i have four players um, from foot birthday in my team and all of them don't look like they're ever going to go unless obviously replaced with better versions from team of the season. Um, but if we remember last year from team from foot birthday last year, there's a lot of foot birthday cards that were actually better than their team of the season cards because of obviously the weak foot and skill move upgrades. Um, there was a bit of complaints about people um, EA using the same cards from previous years. But the reason why... Foot birthday is such a well-liked promo is because it's cards that people like to use. Like we got Rana Sanchez was extremely overpowered this year. Um, so that's why he was like a fan favorite. Um, obviously, Ferland Mendy has been, was good last year, good this year. He obviously got one for that reason. Royce has been a fan favorite f- for people since like FIFA 13, like every single year. Um, Aware this year, people love this freeze card. It's been constant cards that have been used people use these cards people started the game everyone used that tomori card and we got another one back um and then obviously with the daily SBCs, we could get cards that were good in previous years which is a, a really really nice touch in my opinion but yeah no it's been it's been my eyes are usually the best promo this year and it, look for it usually is because it is late in the life cycle lifespan life cycle Got that wrong last week as well, or two weeks ago as well. So, um, <laughs> but uh, it's because it's because it's late in the game. People can uh, EA can give us these juiced up cards because there's no limit on them really. So yeah, no, it's been good. It's been a solid nine out of ten for a promo for me. Yeah, I think obviously with it being potentially the last kind of promo for the team of the season, they they can afford to boost these cards up a lot. And I know obviously there's some lower cards in this one. I think with team two. The likes of like Bernadeschi, who Bernadeschi doesn't look bad, five star, five star, so a decent car, but there's obviously some lower ones there too, like Gunter, the uh, German left back from Freiburg, which I think he's not a bad card. Obviously, I think around 100k right now. But again, I think Team 2 for me 
I think I think you're probably I don't know if you agree, Lampard, but I think Team Two was a hell of a lot better than the first one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. more kind of marquee players, and obviously, like you said, Alra, Dimitrovic, Sterling, Modric. I think even Paulinho looks quality. I know Tomori's one of the expensive ones too. Even the Kent and Atala as well. Like, and you have to realise, even though they're not the highest ratings, these cards, all these cards are packable in the 82 to 88 SVC, which makes them even more attainable, which obviously brings their price down a little bit as well than what they would have been. Like, there's like five, six players here that are in the 82 to 88. Yeah, so, obviously, uh, well, I think Atal was uh, was extinct on the market for a while as well. I know they updated his price range um, today, obviously Tuesday evening. But I think... Definitely, there is cards here that maybe during the team of the season they might not be worthwhile to get. But obviously, with the boost to skill moves and weak foot, yeah. it means that they have kind of got more of a uh, more. What's the, what's kind of what I'm thinking of here? They'll be last. They'll be used longer into the different different variety as well. Like obviously, you can have the boost up stats, but we all know one of the most important things is weak foot and skill moves. So, like a player with three star either on either of them, either weak foot or skill moves is a pretty much a dead card. And some of these cards do have three star in certain departments. So, um, obviously with that boost, like I remember it was Mbappe last year. Mbappe was one of the key players last year that was preferred over his team of the season card, even though his team of the season card had was pretty much maxed out. But people preferred the five stats lower overall just to get the five star, five star combo. Yeah, and it does mean a lot to obviously the uh, the better players, more competitive players too. Yeah, Diego, I want to go to you next. What have you made of the foot birthday program as a whole? I mean, as a whole, it was by far the best promo for me this year. Uh, everything about it honestly just hit at things that we've been lacking all year, right? Every promo we could always say, "Oh, it's good here, but we're lacking here," or you know, we'll lack with SBCs, we'll lack with uh, player selection, we'll lack with teams not looking good. And I think this year with foot birthday they really found a way to just kind of like finally like as a uh, lang said just throwing content at us i mean i really enjoyed the daily sbcs i made a joke actually in my stream at the start of uh foot birthday joking around saying okay so we're supposed to get a new player sbc every day i guarantee you two of those are usable or anyone actually likes and i mean i was shocked to see how many good usable and fun players there are so I really like the player SBCs. Uh, both teams were good. I think I thought team one was good. And then I was like, team two can't be that much better. And I mean, I think it's very easily better. Um, and I think it literally hit every aspect, except I wish we could have seen more icon player SBCs. I think that would have just rounded it out completely. But hopefully in these next upcoming weeks, we get a few. But I'd probably agree like nine, nine and a half out of 10. Same thing. Yeah, these additional SBC players, I think, help the promo too. I feel like... The SBC players too were also some of the best players in the whole promo as well. I think they were a lot better than the players in the actual team. And obviously, I know today we had the St. Juice card, which I think was not very well received. But obviously, a lot of the other ones, like you had the Renato Sanchez, the Marco Royce, uh, the Vidal. There's a lot of good cards in there that we could have gone for as well. But yeah, definitely, I think they surprised us. I think everyone kind of looked at these players and saw the players in the future. I think uh, well, it won't be that good. But when we actually got them, I think everyone was shocked. But also, I think it's down to the other promos this year being a lot watered down. So at least now everyone's kind of more happier going into Tots. Although I think it depends what comes next because we've obviously had the, the excitement of a birthday for so long. And then now if we have like a, a period of two, three weeks of nothing, I think people will get pretty annoyed. But obviously everyone knows there have Tots around the corner. The anticipation's there already and everyone's going to be excited no matter what. Kind of like around during team of the year when there's a little bit of a break. Everyone knew team of the year was coming. So they kind of, they knew what to expect. 
Mark, I want to move on to you next here. Mark, what have you made of the foot birthday promo as a whole? Yeah, I think everything positive has already been said. I quite enjoy it because it's it's got that nostalgic feeling for somebody who's played foot for many years, especially every day when you get in the FIFA 11 flashback player right through to FIFA 18, FIFA 19. Players that I've personally enjoyed using in the past, albeit it might have been the regular gold card back in FIFA 13. It gives you a chance to now use them again. And it's just all their memories of 13-year-old Mark come flooding back to you. And, you know, who doesn't enjoy using uh, someone like an Eric Bailey, who in FIFA 17 was the most overpowered centre-back on the whole game? So it's quite refreshing to get different cards away from the meta, which you can fit into your teams. And again, the variety of cards, it wasn't, this is the only SBC out. You knew if you didn't like today's SBC, tomorrow there was another chance of completing a different player who might fit into your team, who might have more meaning to you personally. So I've quite enjoyed it. I've thought the selection of players has been great, ranging from previous previous foot players, people like, you know, Ferland Mendy, who's been overpowered over the last few years, to players like Thiago, who's a fan favourite at Liverpool and people will want in the team. He wasn't previously very usable, so they've juiced him up now. He's a lot more usable than his regular gold card or even his one to watch. They definitely chose some interesting players too, I think. I think that's what we're hoping for as well, is that obviously with this being like a non-performance-based promotion, that obviously guys like Leroy Sane, who won't go on to get a team of the season, obviously with that big boost to five-star weak foot, and Naki Williams adding obviously boost to the five-star four, so obviously going from team one here, Guys like Huang He Chan as well, who had the ones to watch card, who hadn't got any upgrades. So that obviously with a three star, five star now as well. I know Huang He Huang He Chan's very cheap, but obviously he's uh I've heard he's a very good card. Obviously, Perisic, Lucas Mora, some decent players in there. But obviously they've they've tried to choose certain players there, but I've not been I've been happy with it for the most part. Uh the one thing I've actually what Diego just said there as well, that I've kindly actually been happy with. Um, is the fact that there has been no icon packs. Um, the reason being is um, a lot of these cards have been very juicy and very t- like the daily SPCs like Roy, Sanchez, Vidal. They've been cards that people have kind of like dropped icons for. Um, and obviously they brought the market up a little bit each day with these good players. But I felt like they were quite attainable for two reasons. One, the 81 player pick. Like I, I crafted Royce for basically nothing out of these 81 player picks. Like I think the player picks were cost me 7K at one time to craft from mass bidding. Um, and fodder was cheap then because there was no icon packs. So the fact there was no icon packs brought these cards down in price, which made them more attainable to the average FIFA player, which I thought was a good way of implementing these cards. Obviously, if they brought these cards out and then on a Tuesday brought out an icon pack, then it would have been impossible to buy fodder for between these daily SPCs and an icon pack would have made fodder fly through the roof, which was for the average FIFA player who doesn't trade was a good thing. That's my own two cents on that, really. Yeah, I think we've also got to be careful too, is I know a lot of some of these players here, the more expensive ones, have got more time on them to get complete. But obviously, once the promo ends, and they, I, I imagine there will be, if there is no promo next week or the next few weeks, they will start bringing out more icon SPCs as we go. Definitely these foot birthday players, if they are still available through SPCs, their price will skyrocket if there is an icon SPC alongside that. So if you want to get some of these done, I would recommend trying to get them done as soon as possible, just in case there isn't maybe even a, a player pick icon SPC, something like that. 
that will make these cards go up. Again, we saw with um, with guys at Allison, like high rate fodder went up by 20, 30k last time. There was a big icon as we see. So you have to do be careful, I think, obviously, if you do want one of these cards, make sure you get them done fairly soon. Obviously, we did have the additional SBC players too. We have a question here from Cross here. It says, for each of the guests, who, in your opinion, are three cards EA drop foot birthday that were overpriced and underpriced? And which cards have you done or are looking to do? So, Diego, I want to start with you first. Have you done any of these cards yet? And uh, who did you think were kind of overpriced and underpriced with the additional kind of SBCs? So I haven't done any of them yet because there's so many that I like and I don't have a lot of fodder in terms of just being able to complete them all because we've been doing a road to glory all year. And like, I feel like just in general for everyone, most of the pack look this year has been untradeable. So the coins aren't necessarily in crazy at the moment. So with the SBCs out, I've kind of been waiting like, how we said earlier, like daily SBC, seeds of SBC's link, um, seeing at the new team. And also I've always kept an eye out for an icon. Um, I just feel like the icon is just, it's a lot of fun, especially the player pick, even though it was awful last time. I 100% want to do it again. But to me personally, I think the word overpriced and expensive, people don't really know when to use one or the other. Um, that it's, it's always so interesting how everybody sees these cards. Like if I can't afford them, he's overpriced, but I mean, you got to think about everything else that goes on with their links, their upgrades. And I mean, these are, these aren't just stat upgrades at the end of the day, their skill moves, weak foot, and then just factoring in if their position changes in leagues, it goes far into talking deeply on them. Um, I would say that Kondogbia is a little overpriced. Just uh, I think he could have been an amazing player SBC if he was like 150K. Like to me, he kind of fits the role of like the earlier ones like Palacios and stuff because not the greatest links and the card got upgraded, but he didn't have a special card before this. So I couldn't imagine them just completely making the card insane. So I think this could have been a good shot to just get a cheap La Liga CDM in there um, that I think they missed a little bit. Uh, I really like Royce. I think Royce with five-star skills just kind of completes the card. He's always been a player that's, even though he's just 4-4, there's just something about the way he plays in the game that feels so meta and amazing. And the only thing that card ever lacks is what if he had the five-star. So finally giving him that, I think he's priced very well. I think that's uh, an SBC I'm going to do. Marco Royce is one of my favorite players of all time as well. So I'll probably get Royce done before he's out. He's got a week left. Um, I'm still deciding on the Renato just because, he got juiced, but, you know, everyone expected an insane, insane card, which I think the card is still really good. I just think it lacks in a few key stats that maybe one chemistry style can't, you know, cover. But I do like Renato. I mean, at the end of the day, there's always cards that just feel better in game. And I think Renato is one of those. So I don't mind the value there. Um, Payet as well. I thought Payet was a little kind of low key. It was just... Everybody was waiting for the day after him, so nobody was really talking about Payet. Um, I don't think it's a bad SBC. I mean, sitting around 200, 225K, to me, that's a little bit kind of like a low-key card. Like, it was a very nice card that I think more people could have completed if they wanted to complete, you know, Ligoon teams. But I think my top three have got to be Royce, Renato, who are very well-priced. And then even though I probably am not going to do the card, I think obviously Arturo Vidal is just an insane defensive mid. So I think those three being the best players were priced evenly. And I really can't see an argument saying they were too expensive because they're insane. 
Yeah, I started. And then few, today's. Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, about the Saint Juice Day, it's too early to decide. It looks really expensive, and I, I mean, I like the pace on the card, but then once you start to kind of reel in the Bundesliga links at center back, then you kind of question it a little bit because at the end of the day, these are untradeable. So I mean, you're throwing these cards away, or I mean, you're throwing away basically a lot of your club for a card that I don't know how great he links and knowing you could get Klosterman or Akanji who are a lot cheaper. Well, I mean, Akanji not anymore since they got that goal, but um, definitely I think there's tradable options that are better than the St. Juice Day. And this one was a little underwhelming to end them because I don't think we're getting any more after this, right? That was the last one. Yeah, today was the last day of the uh, the players received for the kind of past FIFAs. Going back to Vidal as well, I know obviously there's a lot of guys on Twitter I saw that are complaining that Vidal was too expensive. And I thought Vidal was really good. I think maybe the stats look better than Renato, but obviously Renato's a lot quicker. I think Renato just plays better in games. He's more of a meta card. Touching on St. Juice as well, I was thinking about it first, I thought he was way overpriced, and I still think he is. But if you compare him to Tamori, who went up to around a million, I know Tamori's dropped down a bit now. But then Tamori isn't too far off the stats of St. Juice. The fact that St. Juice is a centre-back obviously helps kind of the price go up a little bit. But obviously there is right-backs that people will use at centre-back who are probably better. Obviously at last Bender, who is cheaper and probably better. So it's a tough one there. But I, I think St. Juice is a, it's a tough one just because he's at centre-back and he'll get 10 can there anyway. So, But I definitely agree that I think the three you mentioned there are top quality cards. And I, I, I myself got Royce done too. I know we're going to move on to Langpard next. I know Langpard got Royce done. He did put him on fraud watch to begin with. Uh, have you changed your opinion on Royce yet? Um, yeah, so when I got Royce done, um, I kind of had a pretty, I was pretty liquid in my team. I, loved, I was sitting on about five, six million coins. Um, and since I played four or five rival games with Royce and he hadn't a goal like in first four games and it was quite poor. Every time I got the ball, he just, it felt like I was getting pressed on them straight away. I was losing it. But um, once I invested in my team then and I bought in the UCL man of the match, Mbappe, I bought Footberte, Mendy, the final Varane, a few other players. I obviously got a wire as well for birthday and then the Sanchez card. And once the team was cracked around him and I wasn't forcing the ball towards Royce and using him as my marquee player, he was insane for me. Like he's, his stats are now like, I'm pretty sure his goal contributions are nearly level now um, after a full weekend league and he was very good. Um, but yeah, no, but in, in terms of SPCs and stuff, uh, the daily SPCs, I thought they were very good. Obviously, St. Joe's today was a bit questionable. A lot of like kind of hate on the the price tag of them, like 400k for a centre back card wasn't ideal when there's a lot, obviously, like Kanji, Klosterman, um, few other cards as well that were a lot, a lot cheaper um, than this card. Obviously, when he's in trail with your burning coins. But the way I look at it is there's a bit of a tax in terms of links, obviously, Bundesliga, but also that Netherlands link as well where there is OP defensive players, like you have Kleiber and Fur. I know they're not in the same league, but they're both Dutch. So, And they were SPC players as well. So there's players that like to keep everything untradeable, like in their team. So that little bit of a tax on that. And I'm not saying it's worth it, the tax on it, um, but that Kleiber card is insane. Like I still use it. I use it as a super sub defensively. Um, I, I'd love to get him in my team permanently, but I do have Bender. Um, and he gets links. So... It's like links, people don't realize that the importance of links for costs of SBC and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I thought last week, as I said there a while ago about the player picks, player picks bring these prices down massively. Um, like, okay, you need a little bit of luck with them as well. But um, 
I done Royce from scratch with no fodder in my club. Um, and I, I checked the coin balance of my like account and I only, he only cost me 250k to do from player picks. That's how that's how overpowered these player picks are. I sent 250k worth of coins into player picks. Obviously, with a little bit of luck along the line, like I didn't get anything usable out of these player picks, but I got a good bit of high-rated fodder. And then if I was getting like 81s, 82s, 83s, they were going back into other SPCs. So it was a constant recycle. So that a 91 rated Royce with five star skills cost me 250k coins. And that's without any fodder that was in my club prior. Um, so people were buying fodder off the market. Um, I know obviously it's the quickest and easiest way to do it, obviously, because it's you're not grinding out player picks. But honestly, like if you if you get one set that slaps, like I was doing a 12 player picks at a time, because uh, it's one screen. So a 12 player picks fills up one screen. Um, so obviously when I'm streaming, that's the way I was doing. I was doing I was grinding everything on stream. Um, so everyone's seen how I done it. Um and there was some there was some set of 12 where I wouldn't get anything over 84s, but then there was some set of 12 of 12 where I was getting um four or five players over the rating of 85, and that was like it made it so much easier to do Royce. And I didn't have to buy a single player for Royce, and I, I loved it. Honestly, I loved every single bit of it because it was proper grinding, but it was fun grinding because all you need is one good. I think I got a Hermoso um out of it, and I was thinking that Hermoso cost like 180k. I spent 250k coins doing it. That's basically I done I done basically Royce for free when you think about it that way. But um yeah, no, I did enjoy last week with in terms of all the daily SVCs. Um Sanchez, credible card, genuinely cracked. Um I was I was between Sanchez and uh, Vidal. I could have got either of them in with um icons I had. Um but Sanchez was even better then because I have Mbappe and the wire. So it just made it a little bit easier. So um I done a poll on Twitter yesterday. Because um, I've seen that the community seemed very split on what way it was between Sanchez Vidal. And I had like 3,000 votes in a poll and 65% of us went Sanchez with 23 going on Vidal and then 4% going on Kondogbia. And I think 8% said other. Um, but the majority of the community preferred that Sanchez. Even though he's 200k, 300k more expensive in terms of fodder, um, Sanchez seems to be better than Vidal in terms of the community size anyway. But yeah, no, I was happy enough with it. I think he's just seen as more of a meta player, probably is the main thing. Obviously, yeah. he had the uh, the road to the final card, which everyone loved, and that yeah. card of thing. Obviously, he goes back to his first inform too, which I think was around 50k for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, I think a few big streamers kind of caught on to the fact that Renato was great this year, and then he shot up to like 150, 200k, which was, I think, if you bought him off the early, you'd have uh, made a massive bit of profit there. But obviously, Renato, I think there are certain FIFAs where certain players are more meta than other players, regardless of stats. Obviously, mm. looking at Vidal, I think the only thing that Sanchez is kind of better than Madala is kind of the uh, the pace on the card. But I think they're both good cards. It depends on your team as well. Obviously, I know most people are now running a full untradeable team or close to it. So it does depend what SPCs you want to get done. Obviously, going back to the player picks too, I think the good thing this promo has been is if you do want to do player picks, you can then, if you get fodder, go and craft other SPCs too. And that's probably been the downside with player picks and other promos is that when you kind of do these player picks and get fodder, there isn't really anything you can put them into. So fair play for them being SPCs all the time for you to do. And again, there was enough for there to be one one for anyone, really. Obviously, I know the first few, like Podolski, Ozil, Palacio, those guys, maybe weren't the kind of top-end players, but I think obviously the fact they were out for a while and kind of the whole team, the whole kind of SPC team was out for a while, that you could pick and choose if you do want to do player picks, who to go for. And the fact that you can get them done for a bit cheaper through the player picks helps. And it's a nice bit of content, really. I think everyone loves these player picks, even though they probably don't always pay out. 
the fact that you have that control and you can kind of pick and choose who you want to go for does help massively. Mark, I want to move on to you next. What have you made of the SPC players that release and are you going to try and do any of these? So by now, we obviously know that my team is pretty much top tier. So there's not many cards I'm looking at who came out which will get into my team. The one that I did consider, obviously, Renato Sanchez. And I look at this card, I think he was about 700k when he came out. Obviously, a lot of people do have the fodder in the clubs, which will bring that price down. But about a month ago, towards the end of February anyways, a lot of people were willing to pay a million coins for his Road to the Final Europa League card, which was 84, I believe. So I think the price was fair on that one because it is a meta card. He's got the links to your Mbappes and your Neymars, but he's also got the Portuguese nation link to your Bruno Fernandes, your Cristiano Ronaldo. So I think that's a fair price. That's probably my favourite card of the promo. And again, the Vidal, the Royce, the both look cracked, look like great cards. The card which I was disappointed with, which hasn't been mentioned yet, is Mangala from Valencia. I think you see the French centre-back, you see La Liga, and he's been a card which... In, pre in previous FIFAs, he's been a little bit overpowered here and there. So I was expecting a little bit more for that card, especially, I think, when he's coming in around 250,000 coins. You maybe want 85-plus pace, maybe give him 80-plus passing. He just feels a bit stiff, if I'm being honest. Um, doesn't feel like he offers much, especially in La Liga when centre-back options aren't exactly short. You've got Gold Varane, for instance, who's a fraction of the price, and we all know how gold will run is this game. Yeah, that's the issue with a lot of these cards too, is that we've still got top-tier players who, again, like some Neymar, Ronaldo, Mbappe, who are fairly cheap now. And the fact that these special cards, again, like I said, Mangalo is, what, probably five times the price of Varane. And even though it's a special card, it looks kind of cool. If you are kind of being, trying to be a bit savvy, just go with Varane, even though people will call you a rat. Like, Varane and Mendy are still one of the most OP partnerships in FIFA and we're in April now. And they're still they're still usable to this day. So I think, obviously, I forgot about Mangala too, but I think, obviously, the fact that Mangala wasn't that good shows why everyone kind of forgot about them too. We also, there was one thing I saw on Twitter going around recently as well, is that someone said that player picks should be all year round. I know, Mark, you mentioned off stream, off, off um, earlier, that Danny Aaron's mentioned a 75 plus player pick all year round. And I think that would be better than obviously there being 8 1 all year round. But Mark, what would you make to a, a player pick upgrade all year round? Yeah, um, well, I've seen the tweet from Danny and it just got me thinking a little bit. Obviously, it's going to be a bit overpowered if the 81 pluses are available all year round. I think it will be far too easy to craft certain SBCs. But the way he, I think, mentioned it was a 75 plus player pick to sort of replace the gold upgrade. In a gold upgrade, you do get the two rare gold player pack. So you're getting two 75 plus rare golds, but it's obviously random. I would much rather swap that for a 75 plus player pick because essentially you're only getting one player then, but you also, you've got more power about who you choose because there's been times when I've opened a gold upgrade and I've got two duplicates, both untradeable. You quick sell them and it's done. The way with the player picks is it makes you feel like you've got more control over who you get in and what you can choose from. So I wouldn't be totally opposed to that. 
in some version of a gold upgrade, how they would implement it is a completely different conversation. But even if they did seven rares and four non-rares, for instance, I wouldn't be opposed. I'd quite enjoy it. It's refreshing. It's something different. And I think that's all that I can ask for right now with FIFA is something to change it up a little bit to break sort of the cycle, which is, seems to be the same every year. Yeah, I think the only thing I'd have to say in regards to the player picks too is I think people like them because they come out with the promos and they aren't always there. It's one of those things that you look forward to and obviously disappointing when they go. But the fact is they, that they aren't always there leads, leads to like anticipation and you get excited when they come back. I don't know if, if like say, a 75-plus player pick was there all year round, whether it would kind of lose its kind of excitement or people wouldn't really care about it too much. So it would be interesting. I think a 75 player pick instead of the gold upgrade will be an interesting take. And I think it could be an interesting one. Obviously, maybe during promos, they release like a um, a higher rated one. Obviously, like maybe go start with like 78 player pick and then obviously work its way up throughout the year with different promos. But I think definitely it could help. And I know a lot of guys do, so they base their content off it. But I think obviously everyone loves to see these player picks. I love to craft them too. Langford, I want to go to you here. How do you think foot birthdays compared to previous years? Um, it's it's hard. Like obviously, it's hard to judge off. Like even last year, um, like last year, I think every promo had like really maxed out cards. Every promo. Um, I think I think it was a stat I brought up two weeks ago. Was um, I think it was like there was 11, 12 players over ninety rated. Um, and now that now with that foot it's over. I actually want to compare how many. Um, of those cards are over 90 rated I think there's only like even in team 2 there's only well 4 4 players over 90 rated in the actual team um, I think even the first team may have, may have had 2 or 3 um, so obviously we're down year on year but you can't really compare until the whole year's over and then we can compare how long the power curve was and stuff like that but no it's good it's good like I'd say it's, it's kind of a little bit easier every year because each year there's more nostalgia year on year there's um, like we went back from was it FIFA 09 we had players from for that's the first was that the first player pick daily SBC? I'm pretty sure here let me check here I think FIFA 09 was the first one was Podolski wasn't it yeah he was FIFA 09 I think and it was FIFA 10 11 12 um, obviously like 5-6 years ago you wouldn't have had the promo that long so because um, you wouldn't have had like 6-7 years um, so no it was good that way um, the daily content was class like, and there was so many different options for it we had obviously the, the daily SBCs and we had the repeatable promos as in like player picks and 82 to 88 upgrade packs. Um, we also had that the daily, the group objectives as well, um, which is pretty cool. If you've done four SBCs in a row, you got like a mega pack. And now I know obviously the execution wasn't perfect on it as in obviously day one, it didn't work. Um, and then I wasn't grinding, not saying grinding, it was cheap enough but four days was for a mega pack. But the concept of it was pretty cool. And I feel like this year has been a whole scenario of being a concept being phenomenal, but the execution being poor. Um, like obviously sometimes as I mentioned off air was the showdown cards. Concept, perfect. Loved it. Probably my best concept they had all year. Execution, poor. Five, five showdowns for the whole year. So as so far anyway. Um, but no, foot birthday for the most part has been... That's that's only one complaint I have with it. As in, I didn't do it because it was an untradeable thirty-five k pack. So I wasn't doing an SPC four times or four, four days in a row just for thirty-five k pack. That's untradeable. That I'm more likely not even going to get bored out of. 
and that's what's really about probably being negative. But um, that's my only fault with it. And um, compared to other other years, um, funny enough, I didn't even play FIFA last year when it came to foot birthday. I actually gave up in November last year, which is my only every year I gave up on just because I hate FIFA twenty. Um, but another year before that, it's I thought there'd be more position changes this year. I know we had freeze, but foot birthday was kind of like a, a fun way of getting like random player changes. Um, I remember like one year we had like had a David Luiz at CDM and stuff like that. And we had like Bale at left back and throwbacks to like earlier on in the career and stuff. But obviously we had freeze, but I thought they would have done it again for football too. But it uh pretty good, pretty good this year. Yeah, obviously we've always spoken about this on the podcast too. It's hard to compare kind of the promos this year to last year, purely because the power cover has been slowed down quite a lot. And I would have liked to see more position changes as well and obviously you know the the main kind of premise of this promo was the the skill moves on the week for obviously the uh position change would have helped throughout as well but I, I think obviously what you said there is great i think obviously it's hard to compare and the fact is that we uh we haven't had these top tier cards in a promo obviously last year we had like some mbappe a hazard agreesman and this year we've not seen mbappe neymar ronaldo or messi in a promo yet so it's, it's been very very different Diego, I want to move to you next here, Diego. Would you say this has been the best promo that we've had so far? And if so, why? Oh, yeah, uh, 100%. I don't think it's a question. I mean, I kind of hinted at it a little bit when we started, but it just, like, everything that we've been missing in promos is just all finally here. I mean, I think from what we could at least ask of of a promo, we got everything. We got the SBCs. We got the good teams. I think they did great, specifically on the second team which I didn't know, uh, they got the right upgrades in terms of skills and weak foots. And they also added not just one or two on one specific, but they would add one skill and one weak foot. Like, I think they really helped these cards hold their value and be usable, you know, for a few months throughout team of the season. So I like the team selection player picks. There's always an amazing time. Um, and then just the SBC crafting, it, it was, it was a really fun and, fulfilling two weeks like there was so much to get done objectives great too um i think they're fun and also there's so many uh, so many objectives to do that you really can't grind through one day and just be like okay well that's the end of the promo no you've got more objectives you've got player picks you've got sbcs um the same thing with the objectives the mega pack i mean just things that like are keeping you engaged which i think is the best thing they've done this year keeping us kind of engaged and locked in on doing party bags even though i i don't like party bags they're awful but it's just like everyone's gonna do them just because like oh you could pack something crazy but i mean most likely you're gonna get yaziki or not even an animation out of a headliner one of those but i mean i, I overall i did really really enjoyed this promo uh definitely best by far it just hit everything with sbc's objectives and kind of the player selection too enjoyed it a lot i think you're spot on there as well with the obviously the kind of the objectives and the additional stuff too. I think now I think I've still got the, the Samba stars to get through and the Chowdhury too. And I think the fact there was so much there and obviously linking in with the icon swaps too that we had to kind of grind grind through. Definitely was a lot. And I'm never going to complain if I kind of, if there's more stuff to do on FIFA that I kind of run out to do. I think we get to a point sometimes where we do it all. We're kind of left like thinking like, what else can I do now? But the fact is, I don't mind that I might miss a few things here and there as long as there's always something for me to do throughout the whole game. We are going to switch things up now. We're going to move on from Foot Birthday. And I do want to go to one question here from Rufio PBX. I'm going to, I know this question here is going to be probably 
answered very well by King Lampard himself. But I want to start with Mark first for the question here. So the question from Rufo is, in regards to leaks, do you think leaked information such as content drops, SPCs, Team of the Week, Pro and Players, etc., benefit the community? And do you think it helps more than it hurts or vice versa? And how so? But Mark, what's your take on this question here? If I'm being completely honest, I've never had a big agenda against leaks. Obviously, I think it comes down to if you've got leaks, you enjoy them more. If you don't have leaks because you then don't have access to them, you are against leaks because other people are benefiting when you're not. In terms of wanting to know who's in the promo before the actual release date, I don't really care too much if I find out at 6pm, 12 noon or whenever I find out. I don't really care then because the way I see it is even if you see a leak a day early, you still get that surprised feeling of knowing what is to come. In terms of helping the community, I think leaks in general harm the community. And I'm going to touch on one big thing, which might be a little bit away from what people are expecting. But recently on social media, social media, especially Twitter, I've seen these accounts who call themselves leakers when really they have no direct source of the leaks. They get their leaks off other accounts and they then make discords and they charge people money. So they're then benefiting personally. They've got a personal gain out of something they don't actually have. And that's when some of them produce fake leaks and try to guess the leaks and they end up being wrong. And this is where they're saying, OEA changed the cards come from because They've built up this following who think they've got the direct source of leaks and they are then paying them actual money for the leaks they don't have. So I think that's when it becomes toxic for me is when people are profiting of things they don't actually have. In terms of the market on FIFA, I don't think it has a massive impact because regardless of if the whole Twitter community knows or not, there's still thousands of people out there who are going to know the leaks. Every employee at EA Sports is going to know what's coming. Whether they give that information out or not is a different story, but they can still benefit from them leaks. They can buy players who are going to go up in price due to links or due to fodder values. So realistically, we're never going to stop leaks. I think it's more accept them and move on because they're always going to be around, whether that's the whole community having them, whether that's a small fraction of EA employees having them, we're still going to see the same sort of trends. So I think there are cases where it benefits the community. I think there's cases where it harms the community. For instance, if there's an SBC expiring, but you know in the next few days there's going to be five-player SBCs who you'd rather do, you can then save your coins and look forward to that SBC. Especially like the last week, if you look, we've had a different player every day. So knowing who's coming allows you then to look at your coin balance and go, okay, I'm going to do this SBC, I'm going to not do this one, and then I'm going to try and do this one. So you can prioritize where you're spending your coins. But then obviously, comes it comes down to not everybody has leaks. Not and that you know I'm totally understandable. Not everybody wants to see the team early. Some people like it to be a surprise when EA post at 6pm so that's just my opinion it's probably different from a lot of people but I'm just being honest just telling you how I feel personally about them 
I think it all comes down to how you use these leaks too. I think for the most part, people, people want to know these leaks so they have the information and kind of they they don't have to wait until the 6 p.m. It's the them being impatient really. But again, obviously there's traders who can benefit off leaks too. Again, you always see when the leaks come out that certain players will rise up in price. I know going back along as well, I think I did make a little bit of money off a player that knew it was going to be in a promo, bought a load of his gold rare card, and then when he got released in the promo, I made some money off that. And I wasn't the only person either. There's a lot of people that do it as well. And obviously with the things like Team of the Week, SPC and promo players, things like that, I think it all depends what you use it for, really. I think for the most part, there is a big part of the community who like having the information early. I think there was a, a tweet that went out on a poll that went out on Twitter that was saying, I think in regards to the leaks, would you rather have the information now or wait? And a big majority of people would rather have it now. But obviously, you do see a lot of people as well who complain about it. And obviously, it depends how it affects you too. I think there is ways to kind of avoid it. But sometimes, especially on social media nowadays, it's hard to not avoid it. I know guys have kind of muted things like leaks and stuff like that. But I think it all comes down to the fact that EA need to probably do a better job at kind of hiding these leaks if you don't want to see it. But again, it, it can be positive for some people. Again, like touch on there, if, the, if there's an SBC later down the line that you want to do, such as with, like, with Vidal and Sanchez, if you know Renato Sanchez is coming, then you can kind of wait a little bit and not do the Vidal in the first place. So it all depends there. But also, it's tough really. It's tough what you, what you how you see a leak, either whether it's helping you or hindering you. I don't think it hinders a lot of people, but I think it kind of just, it ruins the surprise. And I think, especially for a lot of content creators and just general people in the community, they sometimes wait for 6 p.m. and want to be, want to kind of have a surprise when you get on. But like I said, there's a lot of people out there who still are impatient and want the information straight away. All right, move on to you next, Diego. What is your take on leaks and kind of the, uh, how they've been in the community recently? I mean, honestly, personally, I don't see a big issue with it. Um, I actually am using my chat to kind of figure out who actually hears about these leaks. And I still think there's a huge part of the community that does not find out about these leaks as early as I would assume. Um, I, I just think daily when we talk about these leaked SBCs, I still consistently, just like I did before foot birthday started, would get the same people coming in and asking, oh, there's leaks or, oh, who's coming tomorrow? Like there was always a question out of a lot of people within the community, at least from what I've seen streaming wise. So I don't think necessarily like a majority of these people tend to see it. And I mean, there's ways around it. You could mute the word. Uh, I mean, there's, I've always seen these things on uh, Twitter specifically about how people feel about them recently, but to me, it doesn't hurt. I mean, it, it helps a lot of people in terms of squad building, like you guys talked about earlier. Um, I, I think my chat is, was a good example telling me, well, now that we know that this guy's coming out, I'll wait and see what, you know, his card looks like and, and how much it'll cost. And then, then I can choose between doing this one and this one. And I, I didn't really think it killed the, uh, the hype because still once content came out, I always get these reactions and a lot of them is still the same. Either if there was a leak or not, they knew about it. But then the day the card actually came out, there was still that excitement in that we can finally, you know, use the card and, and think about all that. So honestly, I don't think it really does hurt the community. I'm okay with leaks. I'm not against them. I mean, there's always people that do want to find things out early and it's, even more exciting sometimes when they find out one of their favorite cards is getting in. So I'm okay with it, honestly. I've never really seen an issue with it. I think obviously with the Twitch community as well is that there's a lot of people that play FIFA 
that aren't involved with the FIFA Twitter community. I think a lot of people forget that too. I think I wouldn't say the the people on FIFA Twitter are hardcore, but again, compared to some of the other things, like there is a small amount of player base that are very active on that side of things. So obviously, there's a big people who don't see leaks, things like that. And like I said, there is ways to not see. I know they're everywhere. But it's also as well that these leaks aren't anything new. These have been around the whole year. They've not just been the first FIFA that's been leaks. But then obviously with the promo, this one, Footbirds especially, that most of the team was leaked kind of two days beforehand. The SPCs were like leaked four days beforehand. So I, I get why people be annoyed. But also I feel like sometimes it's kind of a, uh, almost seems popular now to hate on the leaks now that kind of people have kind of turned their opinion and changed their opinion on it. We are going to go over to King Lampard next, who I know has got a lot of opinions about this. And I know, obviously know that King Lampard's been involved in these leaks quite a lot recently. But like, well, what's your take on kind of everyone's view on leaks? And you kind of think it helps people more than it hurts? And like, do you think it benefits community or not? Well, first of all, Max, how much time are you going to give me to talk about this? Because we, we could make a whole different podcast here if you wanted to. <laughs> the, the floor is uh, yours. The floor is yours. Like, the last few weeks have been very very good and very weird as well like um you know yourself like we've been close enough for the last year or so um i've had leaks all year like this is not a new thing this is not something people send them sprouting out of work work i seen a tweet the other day saying that i've apparently paid for leaks in february even though i have all these fake leakers uh people who, who say they leak promos even though they just steal tweets in my dm since like october when rule breakers was coming out um but yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like I think people have got fed up with him kind of a way because there's a lot of people I've seen give out on Twitter over the last few weeks, last week I say in particular, who have genuinely been in my DMs once a week looking for leaks, looking for information so they can make gain out of whether that game be social media attention. Um a lot of them, a lot of these accounts that have been given out about leaks have been also stealing my tweets. Or not even my tweets, foot and vest leaks. I'm only I'm not gonna say names of people who are have been stealing my content and or shitting on me, whatever. I'll give I'll give a t- praise to people who are actually doing a good job, like foot and vest leaks. Um people have been stealing our tweets and putting them on Instagram with zero credit. And these are the exact same people who post videos on Twitter of them giving out about people who leak. I'm like, you're doing the exact same thing. And then okay, fair enough. They want a bit of clout as well, but it's not their clout. Like I'm not in it for the clout either, but I am I'm to an extent. I want to build my community and this is an easy way of doing it. Like, because people, I'm giving a community what they want, not what they don't want. And I think content creators need to realize this as well. You need to make content, not that you just want, and that you want to make. Obviously, I'm a big fan of people doing what they want to do and make what makes them happy. And that's a big thing about content creation. You can also get on the route of, giving people what they want to see. People don't. Most people nowadays on FIFA don't want to see gameplay. You can stream 30 games a weekend league. Not many people will tune into it, but if you do 100 player picks or something along the lines of that, you're going to get mad views compared to, because you're giving the community something you want. Something the community wants is leaks. Whether some people don't want it or not, the majority of the community want these leaks because they don't want to wait around till 6 p.m. on a Friday when they can get it at 12 o'clock on a Wednesday and they can start investing in these players before other people can. And then you can say, okay, yeah, well, they're gaining now. But well, so what? It's a video game. This is going to be completely relevant in a couple of months' time. Um, like people, people are tweeting out this whole hashtag be kind, which I'm a firm believer of. And then tweeting me, direct hate, indirect hate, DMs, 
it's ridiculous. There was one account in particular that was um, one started off stealing my tweets. If I tweeted about 15 minutes later, they would tweet. Um, making fake accounts, tweeting me abuse of these fake accounts. Um, they had two accounts in particular, which I both copped out because I keep seeing the same tweets on each account. Um, I then confronted a person who was doing it all. I unblocked them because I had all the accounts blocked. If I had blocked one account, another one would pop up. Um, once I blocked these accounts, anyway, obviously another account came up and started. Sorry, I just said that, whatever. Um, I confronted this person and I asked him why he was doing it. I was like, look, I wanted to get in on your attention. This person was a follower of mine on Twitch. This person had been watching me on Twitch for a few months before I was even leaking. So he was someone that liked my content beforehand. And then when he seen my, so my, my social media again hasn't been much. Like I said, the other person I mentioned who's been leaking foot and best leaks, he went from 200 followers to 20K in a week. I went from, I had 5K, well, closing in on 5K followers on Twitter before I started leaking. And I'm only on 14K now. And I was obviously still a massive, massive rise. Um, but I don't do it just for the attention of it. I do it to give the community what they want. And that's the difference. Um, this person anyway, who was stealing my tweets and my information had a Patreon where he was also putting private information into. I was also sent, someone joined his Patreon, his Discord, showed me why he was posting it. And none of it was true. It was all fake information. He was deleting it, editing, whatever he was doing with it. Um, and he was charging. So when I questioned this person on it, we had a whole hour long Discord call about everything that he was doing. And he admitted to everything he was doing. He admitted, he admitted to stealing my content. Obviously, this is how I found out he was a Twitch follower of mine. Um, he made 400 euro of one Patreon. He also had a coin investing site, a coin trading or a coin selling site. Um, and he made another, I think, like 70, 80 euro off this site. So this person has nearly made 500 quid off my leaks that he was stealing. When I've, and I've said to numerous, numerous people that it's something that I do not want to make money off because I know leaks aren't eternal. Like leaks come and go. There's Twitter accounts in the past that have had leaks. Leaks have been around on FIFA since FIFA 15, FIFA 16. And instead of the community turning on the people who leak it, they need to put their attention to where the leaks are coming from. And that's a yeah. Directly, my tweets, my information does come from EA to say, obviously, I'm not going to say whereabouts or whatever because I don't want to get people's careers involved. Um, but it's EA. I'm, I'm on the side that, like, I'm on, I'm on most people's community side. I like, okay, yeah, if leaks are there, I want them, but I don't care if they're there or not. Like, I'm not actively looking for them. If I see them, then happy days, I know what's coming and I don't have to wait till Friday, 6 p.m. But it's not that people think that leaks is a FIFA thing. There was. Who mentioned someone mentioned earlier about um leaks have happened in real life as well in real football as well with Jack Grealish getting injured and people found it out through FPL. Um in Ireland, obviously under lockdown, our restrictions change every few weeks. The government have leaked it on Twitter beforehand. This is something that's happened coming from the government. So leaks are in everything in the world, like, and it's something that the FIFA community kind of getting a little bit salty over. A lot of the people who have been given abuse and shitting on so-called leakers are the exact same people who if they had the leaks they would be posting it themselves um personally myself i don't leak spcs obviously the information was there so i quoted the tweets and gave credit to whoever was leaking at the time it's people that i know are legit um but i'm just a promo inf leaker myself i leaked when promo information is coming out um and like what time obviously everyone knows it's friday 6 p.m the content drops but for what if I leaked it like a week beforehand? I leaked on the Monday 
which I came out on a Friday. And then for foot birthday, I leaked it like three weeks beforehand, as in when it was coming. Um, so I don't actually leak the actual cards itself until the day of the promo. So um, these people were in my DMs looking for, on Mondays, Tuesday, looking for teams so they could benefit off, so they could make their Instagram posts, make their Twitter posts, so they could claim out. And once that source stopped from me, these people turned on me and started making content against me and shitting on me, simple as like. At the end of the day, I'm just a normal person. I'm a normal person who just streams on Twitch that has these has this information that everyone in the community wants. So I was just giving the community what they wanted and I was on the receiving end of a lot of hate, which obviously is more or less social media nowadays. Obviously, since lockdown, it's got a lot worse. Um, you see a lot of footballers getting a lot of hate now on Twitter that they actively speak out about and it's it's just not okay like you have six seven thousand followers on twitter and you're tweeting out all your followers uh leaks are a bad thing and leaks are this and leaks are that and people who leak information don't have anything going for them in life and stuff like this and it's kind of a bit of a kick in the face like when it's something that you were asking me for like two three weeks ago um but yeah like i, I if leak stopped in the morning i'm not going to be sad or not going to be happy about it like it's just something that it is what it is and it's very cliche to say it, it is what it is but um the i'll more than likely lose a source for my leaks and in three four months time someone else will get a source for leaks and then that person will grow rapidly for a week or two and then start getting hate off the community um there's now saying that there's been so many people in the community that have been giving me support. Um, a lot of FIFA accounts that I've followed for years, like even back from FIFA 15, FIFA 16, these accounts have been really supporting and helpful, like kind of putting down the people who have been giving me hate. And um, it's been very, it's been a bit motivating to get these, like this support from random people that I haven't talked to before that I've kind of looked up to. Um, but yeah, like it's, Leaks are leaks, man. Like if you don't want to, if you don't want them, it's very easy to mute words on Twitter. It's very easy to block accounts or mute them or whatever you want to do. I have a lot of people that I've talked to on Twitch and are like, look, I don't want leaks, but I like who you are and stuff like that. So I just mute your Twitter account. And if I want to see your tweets, I want I'll go into your Twitter then. Um I'll still talk to you on Twitter, I'll still interact with you on Twitter. You'll see my tweets, I'll see some of your tweets. Um, but I just don't personally don't want to see leaks, and that's fair enough. Um but yeah, it's I could honestly go on for about an hour and I'll more than likely say the same thing over and over again anyway about it all. Um, but it's kind of a bit, I think people are just, I'll be honest, I think people are hating on leaks at the moment just to be against the curve and get social following that way. Um, like obviously, bad publicity, good publicity, it's all publicity at the end of the day. So I think people are just taking up being negative just to get their own followers up. It, it feels like the like what's called the the flavor of the month that I think a few weeks back it was a case of like oh EA Shay and the whole icon thing and for one week it was a case of oh everyone we hate leakers and it was kind of some everyone jumped in the bandwagon too but also going I think what you touched on there as well is that one thing of being a content creator is that you need to figure out what content people want. Yeah, people like... people obviously want the leaked content and yeah i mean not everyone's content is everyone's cup of tea do i do i always enjoy watching people smash out 30 games a week and like boring content not all the time no and it, I, I will sometimes like, yes but it depends what people want to watch and just because you don't like someone else's content doesn't mean you can go and see all this stuff but i think also again like i said as well a lot of people spread transfer positivity things like that 
But it very it seems like some people have been targeted, and it also is a lot of it is indirect too. Yeah, a, a lot of it well. is indirect. Like when I go on Twitter, these are people that I've been interacting with over the last few weeks. Obviously, I follow them. So when I go on Twitter, they know I see their tweets. They know I see their videos. Um, and these are people that, like, even if they're streamers, there's one person in particular that I've subbed to for three months in a row. Um, I've sent them a couple of raids. I thought I got on very well with them. And then for that person to make a video claiming the leakers don't offer anything to the community when the complete opposite is the fact that we're actually giving something to give to the community Myself and obviously Foot Invest Leagues, I feel like I'm giving them a lot of promo here, but um, the two of us have genuinely not made a single cent out of this. We've had people steal our stuff and make about 500 quid in a couple of days, um, which is kind of killer, like, because this person, end of the day, is only a kid, really. Um, this person's making 500 quid out of something that I'm... Obviously, I don't, I, I don't make money off it because I'm not doing anything. I just get the information and I'm lucky to get it. I'm not going to pocket out of it. It's not something I, I feel bad. I'd feel bad if I tried to pocket against it. Um, but I'm the one who has bills and I have like stuff to run and I have deadlines for like my everything I have to pay my like, obviously my electricity bill my food my food bill every week I live on my own um, and then there's something something that I could make money of I and I refuse not to there's other people making money off my own content um, I know it's not my content because um, obviously I'm not the only person with leaks um, but I have built up a bit of credibility in the fact that I was I've only been wrong like tw- all year. I've been wrong twice. Um, the first time I was wrong was Rule Breakers Team 1 with Charleston supposed to be in it. And then What If Team... Was it Team 1 or Team 2 for What If the Martial was supposed to be in? I think it was Team um, 1 for, t- for What If, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're the only two times I've been wrong and I put my hands up for them. And people did respect that I put my hands up for them. Um, it was the information I get. Um, I give out, but besides that, I have not been wrong once all year. And I'm probably going to... I don't want to... Obviously, people are going to, from my side of Twitter, that want want leaks and leaks only, will probably hear this. But I'm probably not going to leak much promos in the future because of how much hate there was. So the, the people who were shitting on me probably have won. But I won't stop leaking. I'll still give people I'm friends with, people I trust in the community, these leaks. Um, and obviously, like, they can benefit. I don't tra- I have people saying, oh, you're just doing this to benefit on FIFA. I don't. I haven't traded once all year. I haven't bought a single card to flip all year. It's just something I, I don't understand, so I don't get involved in it. I'd love to understand it. I'd love to understand trading, and I have massive respect for Mark, who is just, like, I don't even want to know how much fodder he's currently invested in. Like, it's it's an insane number. It's something, that number that I'll probably never see in FIFA in my whole entire career. Um, but I could easily make a trading Patreon with leaks and easily make mad bank as they say um on between trading and leaks or trading from leaks even um but as i don't i just don't it's not something i want to do and there's a lot of accounts out there that are going to do it because all they're interested in is a quick book and they do it and then they get there's even end of it and i'm not saying they deserve it no one deserves it but if someone's doing something you don't like, just unfollow them. It's simple. I don't stoners. People, there's people give tweet to people. I was like, oh, I'm sick of seeing this and sick of seeing that. I was like, why don't you just unfollow them? Like people come into my Twitch channel or not even my Twitch channel. Or I've been, I'm in someone else's stream and I see someone coming in and giving abuse saying, oh, play a game or open a pack or something like that. It's like, there's, there's like, there's like, you realize there's like 
probably over a thousand, maybe two thousand people streaming right now. The same game, you can go easily look at someone else who's doing that. It's like, why are people getting so obsessed over stuff on social media? Just unfollow. There's an unfollow button, a block button, and a mute button for a reason. Um, but yeah, it's just as I say, the social media leaking the whole content creation side of it. Traders, like I said, traders can be put into it the same bracket more or less to an extent some people not the whole community um there's some lead traders that have gone against leagues i, mean, I can understand it affects their business but those exact same people are the people that try to be my best friend when i give them the information and then once i stop giving them information they don't want anything to do with me and then they'll shit on me um so it just shows what some people in the community are like and like i i know i've got to a stage now in the community where i know who i can trust and who i can't trust and the people who I can trust still continue to get these leaks off me early. So um, it's all swings around which really. Anyway, once people stop getting information, they kind of just go against you anyway. But as I said, Max, we could go on for about two, three hours about this whole situation. And if I if I gave names and stuff like that, it'd, get, it'd probably get toxic. And that's not something I want to happen. I don't want Twitter beef. I've had a few talks with people who also do what I do as well. And we said, look, we actively don't want beef, but there is some accounts that deserve people deserve to know that these this information isn't true or it's not legit um and i don't know but like that's in every term like in every way people try to steal content from other people because they're just lazy and today i'm not saying i'm not lazy i am lazy i'm lazy in every sense of the way but um someone sends me a message and i just quote the message and put it out on twitter like it's i'm not doing anything special but end of the day i'm just i'm lucky i'm i'm giving the community with something what they want and as I said, as we said just before we went on air there, it's like, it, it, end of the day, it's just jealousy. It's simple as jealousy. These people are just upset that they don't have this information because if they had the information, they would 100% be posting it or making money out of it or even FIFA money out of it or whatever way they would do. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I think obviously there is obviously jealousy there too. But I think for you as well, that you're not you're not making anything off of this too. I think you're going about the right way. You're getting the information. You're sharing it with the people. People want the information. They're receiving it. They're not having to pay any money for it. And I think there's a lot of people out there who think you are doing this to receive something in return. And I think what you've said there and from what we've seen as well is that you're not doing, you're not gaining anything from this other than obviously followers and stuff. But apart from that, like you're going about the right way. You're not making people pay money to get this information like other people are doing. I think that's when it comes, that's when it gets bad, I think, is that if you, if people are then required to pay money for what is kind of seen as free information, then that's the issue. If people do start making money off things like that, and I've noticed, as we said earlier on as well, that like Twitter is only a small part of the community. Like Reddit is a million times bigger than what Twitter is. Instagram is like the FIFA community per se. Instagram is massive. There's some accounts on Twitter that have like two, 3,000 followers on Twitter. And then you go to their Instagram and they have over 150,000 followers. Um, and these are accounts that are directly stealing their tweets from us, but they're actively promoting their Patreons, their Discords from content they're taking from me and other people in the community who are legit and then they're making money off and it's it's i feel bad for the community that they're falling into this trap of paying for people's information that is just in completely free on another platform another platform that's completely free you don't have to pay for anything on twitter all my tweets are completely free all my information is completely free and these people who are shitting on me are ruining it for everyone else and as i said if you don't like what i do same for like Max, there's probably some people in the world that don't like your content, your Twitch content. It's, well, very little, if it's a very small majority, but the same for every, same for every content creator. There is going to be some people who don't like you. 
just if you don't like someone just unfollow them just block them just mute them do whatever just don't give them hey end of the day they're a normal person they don't deserve any hate no matter how much there's a lot of people i'd love to tweet hey out to a lot of people um and that's probably my toxic side but i don't i don't if i don't like someone i'll unfollow them i'll block them i'll mute them i'll just get rid of them i don't if i don't want to see their stuff i'll just get rid of it and that's just, that's that's social media that's that's the power we have if we don't want to see someone's information we can just get rid of it we don't have to give them abuse yeah well, people don't want to see that Yes, I think it's I think it's also down to part of the fact that we're in this day and age of social media that kind of sending hate and stuff like that is very easy. We see ourselves yeah. on Twitch and things like that with trolls, but I think it, it is sad to see and I think a lot of people assume things and that's where some of this comes from as well. But yeah. I think it is an interesting time we're in right now, but I don't think this is anything new. And I just think I think you're right there. I think partially this comes down to obviously some jealousy in there regarding content creation and kind of... Um, all the people are kind of dealing with these uh, things. And then another good one is over the last week, I've seen these Twitter accounts say, like big, big people in the FIFA community saying, I'm going to block all leakers. I'm going to unfollow all leakers. And then I click on their profile. And like, I, I'm, I'm pretty, everyone knows me as a leaker now. And like people who I don't even know have been tweeting me out as, oh, the leaker, King Langbird. Um, and I go onto this, Twitter's, this Twitter account that's been saying they're going to unfollow and block all leakers. And they're still following me. So it's kind of just all, it's kind of the old trick on social media where, oh, I'm going to delete all my social media channels, give me attention. And then uh, they don't do anything about it. Um, so, yeah, yeah like, like everything on Twitter, it's all for attention. And like, and again, my content's for attention as well. So, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, like, you're, you're being honest about it too. You're being honest. And... Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's it. Like, and if you want to ask me, if you want to DM me or ask me a question about it, well, I'll answer you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we are going to move on from leaks now. We've got a question here from Real OCS. His question is, Considering this is supposed to be ultimate team, do you think chemistry should be removed so we can truly build our ultimate teams? Diego, I want to go to you first here. What is your take on potentially removing chemistry from our team? Uh, honestly, I think it's impossible. I literally have, there's no way I think you could do that unless you maybe got objectives and then put them in like the max chemistry game mode. Like that's the closest you could get to it. But I just think, there's always that competitive or as people like to call sweaty, ratty players. And with no chemistry, yeah, it, it'll just be the same 11, literally the same 11 that you'll see in a lot of these teams. So I personally could never see it, but it'd be cool to have like objectives be done in max chemistry. So you really could just use anyone in your club for fun. Also wouldn't go too far, or, you know, push limits because it's a friendly game mode at the end of it. So I think they could do that, but overall, no way, because you'll see too many similar teams. And I kind of like the chemistry. I don't know. It kind of just building teams with certain leagues and just, I don't know. It, it brings another element to it of more creativity, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. I think also there is obviously there is a game within FIFA that you can play, obviously, max chemistry, but the fact there's no objectives in that go mode means that people don't want to play it. But also, yeah, if there was no chemistry, I think it'd be very easy for anyone to make any team they want. And the fact is, I think even now, right now, people obviously use them fullbacks at centre back, and they're able to because they can get them still on six or seven chem. But if there was no chem at all, I think we'd probably see again a lot of the same teams. And the fact is that you need chemistry means that you need to be careful about what players you buy in your team, and obviously whether you want to build like a hybridised team or go one league. And that's where you do have the different teams coming there. Mark, what's your take on this? What's your take on chemistry chemistry within Ultimate Team? Yeah, it seems like a nice idea at first. Um, 
you know, you say it and you think, oh, that would be great. I could get this player and this player to link in my midfield or whatnot. But people don't think about the knock-on effects that would have within FIFA. You'd get cards like Polino, who is in the current promo. He'd be three, four times the price he currently is because you could then link him to any player within the game. I think, again, we've touched on this in past episodes, but how about you bring out a weekly tournament where for that week, maybe there's no chemistry. It's like the max chemistry mode in friendlies, and that could be a way around it. But FIFA is far too competitive. It would impact the market directly. You know, players would not then rise due to links. Other players would be a lot higher because you could link them to anyone. And I think, to be honest, with how accessible icons have been this year, even though you might not think of it, but with icon swaps and the icon packs which have been out and how easy it is to obtain coins. You don't need max chemistry to get a certain player in your team. You can get an icon, you can get two icons and they'll link. And if anyone says the unattainable, I mean, just look at Deco in this set of icon swaps. That's a very good card for, you know, I don't think, I think you might be seven tokens, which realistically you can get in objectives. You can get um, squad battles or friendlies. So it's not, too unattainable to get them icons so I think at first you might think it's a good idea but I don't think overall there's room for it in FIFA yeah you made a good point there about sorry about the uh, links too I think that's one thing I didn't think about too much but obviously then players value would be of how good they are and like I said there wouldn't be much change in the market so I, I think there is room there potentially for a tournament or incorporate it more in objectives but overall I think we need chemistry just for the sake of foot Otherwise, like Diego says, everyone's going to be running the same team. Everyone's just going to have the best card in that position. So I think chemistry is there for a reason. But one thing that I thought of is if you remove chemistry, is how would that impact SBCs? You know, would they then have chemistry for SBCs? Because then what would be the point in that if they don't have chemistry in the actual game? Yeah, I think that's definitely one thing that we, like I said, it's, it's one of those kind of blank statements that sounds great. If you could run any players and it could be, again, your exact kind of quotation marks, your ultimate team, that would be great. But I think so many things rely on chemistry, whether it be SPCs, things on your team. And I think it does matter. And that's why ultimate team is the way it is. If it was, again, any players and there'd be a hell of a lot of players on the market that wouldn't kind of be needed for certain things like SPCs as well. One thing I did think of though, Max, is what if promo cards link to other promo cards from the same promo? So foot birthdays would link to foot birthdays. You know, free freeze cards or one to watch cards would link with the same card. That might be something you could incorporate, but again, I don't know how that would impact FIFA in general. Yeah. I like the idea of additional links too. I think people have spoken about before as well as kind of like a, a captain link, whereas you can captain a player in your team. And that player, regardless, will be in 10 chem, whether they are kind of like an icon. And they will kind of help other players out links. But I think definitely if there was other things you could do within FIFA to create more links, I know people I've seen recently as well as the fact that they're kind of bringing out additional um, position modifiers. So you can make like a right wing, a left wing, things like that. But also then it kind of nullifies a lot of promos such as like how freeze did with certain position changes and things like that. I, I think it's good the way it is currently with kind of chemistry and the position changes and modifiers. Ideally, yes, I could make um, Rashford a right wing and kind of solve that right wing issue in the Prem at times. But I think the fact that it's difficult to build your team sometimes 
is the whole thing of Olmertum. Langpard, what's your take on chemistry within the game and do you think it would be nice to have it removed? I had two things pre prepared for this topic and Marcus stole one and you just stole the other one with the position modifiers. Um, but yeah, I was going to go on about Polino as well. Um, but yeah, I look, I'm not. I'm an old G FIFA player. I've been playing FIFA since FIFA 12. Uh, ultimate team since FIFA 12. Um, so for me, I'd never want to see chemistry going because it's something that's always been in FIFA. And then like, there's certain things like uh, fitness cards and like I don't know if anyone in here remembers, but there used to be formation cards in FIFA. Like each player used to have a certain formation they were able to play in. Like if you want to do, if you were, if you had a four-one-two-one-two formation, and you wanted to go to four-four-two, you'd have to buy eleven four-four-two cards to put on all your players, which was just a, like FIFA used to be. When you looking back on it, it used to be so bad, and it's all hindsight. And it'd be interesting to see would it no links work. Personally, I don't think it would. I feel like it would lo lose the whole fun of the game. Like the whole fun of a game is like, well, especially for pro EA's business side of it would lose out massively. Like the whole point of a promo would lose out. Like getting, like as you just said, there freeze cards and stuff like that. That players like position swap cards that can link to different players. And even with Fabertic coming out, there was a Royce left mid which linked perfectly. Um, to I actually have a Balak and he plays center mid for me. So Royce going left mid was perfect for my Balak. Or it's easy for me to get Royce in my team because of Balak. And it not saying it forced to use certain cards, but um even like when Leroy Fur's what if card came out, um it's not a card I probably would have done, but the fact that I had like Clyburn and a few other Dutch players, I wanted them getting done so I can throw him in. And then he turns out to be an absolute beast then for me. I love that fur card. Like the, the fur card is one of the super subs for me. Um it's yeah, kind of but then again, also the other card I'm going is you'd be able to use different players that don't get in your team. Like at the moment, I'd love to use that Paulinho card, but I don't have any other CSL players in my club. So the Paulinho would be pretty much irrelevant for me unless I got a few more icons. Um but yeah, it's 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 one of these things I feel like there's more cons to. And I'm probably being I'm probably being throwing cons at it for nostalgic reasons. Um Obviously, there's been the certain players that are iconic because of their links together. Like we had the uh, FIFA 15, we had Gervinho, Dumbia, and Ibarbo that all played for Roma. They all got a strong link with each other. And that's just an iconic trio. This year, if you look back, it's going to be Varane and Mendy. That, that strong link the two of them get being French, Real Madrid, and La Liga. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, links are kind of a little bit iconic and nostalgic for that point, really. Um, but no, I, it's not something I would want to see gone because I like the whole building of teams and having to work out like the fact that building it because there's so many cards now. The fact that when I want to build a team and the fact that I have so many untradeable cards as well, it takes me a couple of hours to even think of a team to build. Um, and then all of a sudden, I just one player comes out and I completely throws my team all over the place. And I want that team, well, want that certain player in my team. Um, like the same with like Renato Sanchez came out and I really wanted Renato Sanchez so I went out and bought myself a UCL man the match Mbappe and Fulberto Aware just to get Renato Sanchez in my team um, and then, then that's forced me to use other cards so it's yeah no 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 I'm not I don't want chemistry to be removed that's Yeah, I think it just adds to the uniqueness of teams as well I think everyone the fact that you need chemistry with certain players it makes everyone's team unique and I think that's the whole point of Ultimate Team is that Yes, everyone wants that kind of best 11, the ultimate team, but also the fact is that you kind of want a unique team and you want to use interesting players and you want to, I wouldn't say you want to be forced into using certain players, but I think 
EA have made people this year have a lot of untradeables. So then you kind of got to think about what other players you want to get in your team and if you want to hybridize, say, La Liga, Bundesliga, Prem, things like that. And it just gives you a bit of thinking, really. I think a lot of us probably do spend a lot of time thinking about what kind of team we want to, team we want to build. And if it's the case of just getting the top 11 players in your team, then you don't have to worry about link, links. Then I think would EA or FIFA would lose a lot of its, or almost would lose a lot of its kind of outside stuff as well. So again, I think chemistry, having none of it, would seems cool but i think then we lose the uniqueness of certain teams and I, like i said there is things already in fifa that you can play any team you want but maybe like so going back to what marks as well with the maybe a daily knockout tournament where there's more requirements or like say there's no chemistry you can use whatever team you want to that'd be a cool idea and i think we mentioned about the daily knockout tournament quite a lot but hopefully that does come back eventually. We are going to go ahead and end things there we're going to go through all our guests and where you can find them first of all king lampard where can people find you um, Twitter and Twitch, just at King Langpard. That's really it. And how, well, when do you stream currently? Um, so at the moment, I've just taken a little break just of stuff that's happened over the last few days, and I will be back on Thursday. Actually, so the day of the release probably of this, it'll be Thursday night. I'll be streaming my rewards. I have a party bag. I have a few other things to open, and then throughout the whole weekend. And I should be back pretty much every day besides Mondays and Tuesdays after that. Sounds good. And Mark, where can people find you? Again, as always, people can find me over on Twitter and Twitch at MarkFootTrader. And Mark, you're not going to uh, not going to plug your TikTok today as well? Not today. It's not doing too well recently. <laughs> <laughs> and Diego, where can people find you? Uh, everybody can find me at Twitch, at SimplyDGR, TikTok as well, and YouTube, all at SimplyDGR. Uh, we're live five times a week over on Twitch, usually around 4 to 5 p.m. Central. We usually grind objectives, getting if player picks her out, just kind of get a mix of packs and some gameplay in there and just chatting, having a good time. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much, guys. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Also, if you've enjoyed this pod, make sure to check out our other ones and follow us on Twitter at For Foot's Sake Pod for all things FIFA related and updates on future podcasts. New episodes are released weekly every Wednesday. So make sure you follow us on your preferred listening platform to be notified when we release our new episodes. <laughs>